back to another episode of the Shift Drink Podcast. I'm Edward Assel, and at this moment, Arthur Black is still climbing the mountains in Kathmandu. And we're in Miami. Uh, we've got a full round table of guests today. So we have Kate Perry from Velier, who I was hanging with a couple weeks ago in New York. We have the lovely Christelle Harris from Jamaica, Hamden Estate, and about everything else she can get her hands into, it sounds like. <laughs> uh, and we have Guy the operator of the generator where we're sitting here. And I, I, I know I just asked you how to pronounce your last name, but I'm gonna have to ask you again. Yaroshi. Yaroshi, so I'm, yeah. gonna, I'm gonna mess it up. It's, no, it's... no one's ever get, my wife doesn't get it right, so it's fine. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you might wanna get her to work on that. Yeah, she's, she's getting it pretty down now. <laughs> <laughs> so now, after how long now? Yeah, it's been eight years, but she, right. she got it like it takes a little time. She turned a corner at year seven, so. <laughs> But we are all in Miami for uh, the first Miami Rum Congress. So we're sitting here having some wonderful beverages from you, Gee, and I wanted to thank you for letting us use your beautiful patio. Thank you guys. Here for we're coming. sitting with a pool behind us, and it's you. You had a real cool vibe here. Um, you were a broken shaker for a long time, yeah. Yep, for a long time, and then helping these guys open bars and restaurants around the U.S. now with Generator. Yeah. Um, so tell me about this place. I mean, you've been open what, just a few months now? Yep, we opened in October. And, um, you know, we have the, con- the the bar that we're sitting at now called Driftway, which is uh, kind of beach day, pool bar vibe, great frozen drinks, great sort of poolside cocktails. Inside is the Jim and Nisi, which is like the restaurant bar and sort of cocktail loungy vibe, very like dark and intimate, 32 seats. It's like uh, just something different. People aren't expecting it from a hostel kind of thing. Yeah, I love this. Yeah, and right, it's part part hostel, and you've got all part the bars hostel, and, and restaurants and all over the place. And like for me, I just left incredibly cold weather. I know Kate did yeah, as well. Yeah, totally. This is amazing. Like I, I laughed when I walked past the heaters outside. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> it's a, it's a, a balmy seventy-five out here. You know, we're walking around so in you shorts. Could drop to sixty-eight, <laughs> and then you'd have to crank them on. So. I saw the heaters, and I was like, oh great! I'm so happy they have heaters. <laughs> Well, you're coming from a little bit of a different client, so that's right. Yeah. So that is the voice of Christelle, um, and I haven't seen you in several years. How have you been? Yeah, I'm great. Particularly right now, actually, this place is amazing. Um, Thank you. Coming from Jamaica, like, you know, you imagine tropical climate, like, you imagine that it's not that different from this, but we don't have anything like this. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm particularly, I'm in Kingston, but even outside of Kingston, this is unattainable. So this is super, super cool. I'm really happy to be here. And um, yeah, Ed, to answer you, I'm, I'm great. I'm fantastic. Things are kicking up in my world. As you said, I have my hands in as many things as I can get them into by virtue of my family, not by choice. <laughs> <laughs> not by choice. You would much rather be sitting in a No, a, you know what? I love, I love the rum work. I lo- well, I love your rum work. Yeah, I, I love working in the rum industry, and if I had it my way, I'd be doing that all the time. Well, I have to tell you that across the board, like we get, I get emails and comments on all of our social media constantly about, you know, what guests you should have on the show. Hey, yeah, you should have this person on the show. And we constantly are getting requests for anybody from Velier. <laughs> Hampton, <laughs> Foursquare, like, and so, like, to Richard's have all of you sitting, right, so. yeah, <clears throat> yeah, Richard's floating around here somewhere, uh, we, we could just knock it all out, like, please stop asking me, but, I mean, you make, I mean, your, I mean, your family makes some of the best rum that, in most sought-after rums that we can 
ever imagined. I mean, I've been hunting this stuff down. I ran into you in Miami several years ago, and I've been an addict since then. And I've said since then, uh, it's probably my favorite distillery on the planet. I, like, I love walking through it. it. You can feel the history of that place. Well, well, thank you, but it's totally by chance that I have the privilege. Um, my grandfather, he's been, he passed away almost eight years ago, but he was a farmer. He was a son of a farmer as well. And so he was brought up on the land in Jamaica. And he did well over the years, he and his wife, my grandma, who's still alive. And they got the opportunity to buy a sugar factory, Long Pond Sugar Factory, not to be confused with Long Pond Distillery. Yes, they share a border, they share a bordering wall, but we do not own Long Pond Distillery. People are often confused by that. I know you already know that, but um, so Long Pond Sugar Factory. So along with the divestment from the government came Hamlin Distillery. And we said, oh, no big deal. Yeah, okay, there's a distillery. Eh, it must have worth something. Eh. <laughs> well, let me tell you something. Thank God for that distillery, because as you know, sugar in Jamaica is its quite a controversial topic, but we, we really did our best. We tried our earnest best, as did our predecessors, who could not manage to turn a profit. And we, just, we eventually had to, turn on, to, to close down the sugar factory. So thank God Hamden distillery was a part of the divestment, because it has been very profitable. We've maintained all the bulk relationships that we inherited. And obviously, well, I'm sitting here because we've gone a step further um, and put out products. You know, we started with a rum file. When I thought I knew everything, I knew absolutely nothing in <laughs> retrospect, which is hilarious. Um, I can tell you a lot of our listeners have been turned on to rum fire through this show. Yay! <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, and then now, obviously, well, we started, we started barrel aging in about 2010. So how long has your family run the distillery? We bought it, well, we bought it by way of divestment in 2009. Okay. July 2009. So just, just 10 years ago. Yeah. So even barely so aging really, at this point, you haven't I had mean, too much time. To be honest, Ed, the only credit that can be given to us, although it's a big thing, is that we haven't changed anything about the what makes Hamden Hamden. What we did was we went in and we tried to make it safe. I mean, when, when don't went, do that. That's what I like about. When you went into Hamden, like you know the pot still area, mm? when you stepped on the floor, you thought you were going to drop through. It looked like it was out of a Charles Dickens novel. Like there were cobwebs everywhere, and I the think I've used going to those exact words on the show. Is like, really? oh, that's the thing I like about it, is because you never know which board might crack under your feet. I love that. Yeah, no, but that's. But that's, it's a very old distillery. Yeah, so. As, as, as cute and sexy and historical as that might seem, <laughs> still dangerous. Uh, we had to ensure that our staff, at the very least, <laughs> as well as the visitors that we want to, to bring there, which, which are coming, like you've been there, right? Um, Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, we want to make sure that you, you leave in one piece. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that was necessary, but we've done as little as possible because we don't want to, to, to disrupt what makes Hamden special, so. When was the distillery built originally? You know, we don't actually know 100%. What we, I'll tell you what we do know. Um, the land for Hamden Estates was surveyed in 1753. So, by so, virtue well of Well, before that, the United States was a country. <laughs> <laughs> the land was surveyed for a reason. It wasn't just because some surveyor felt like he had to go into the bush in mm -hmm. Trelawney and 
survey land. I mean, the roads are bad now, but back then there weren't any. <laughs> so it was certainly not a joy ride and, you know, a pleasurable Sunday ride. So um, it, had to be, it had to have been surveyed for a reason. Now in 1799, we know the Great House was built. At some point in between 1753 and 1799, therefore we know the distillery began operations because the Great House was built in 1799 to oversee the operations at the distillery that had already commenced. So all we can really go off of is that Hamden was surveyed in 1753, Great House was built in 1799, and operations and distillation must have started somewhere in between there. Otherwise, they wouldn't have invested in, in building a great house because they, they realized that there was a need to oversee the operation of the distillery. Right. So it's not been a continuous operation the whole time, but it was just for a small time during the... You talked about the divestment with your Oh, family, no. Well, so. there, there's always been distillation happening always. There since okay. the inception of Hamden. Um, there have been different owners. Uh, my family took over, but the, the bulk run buyers, like I'll give you an example, um, ENA Share, for example, they're mm -hmm. a very widely known. Sure. sure. I'm sure we've talked about them several times on the show. We've talked about them, so. sure. Um, they are one of the relationships that we inherited, and that precedes my existence on this earth. They actually have, um, they have photographs, they have documentation from the early 1900s. I can't, I can't say for exact, you know, what, what year sure. or, or what decade. I know it was definitely preceding the 1950s. Um, I think actually in the 1800s, they have. I think they might have had a photo, not a photograph. What am I talking about? It's all like an airhead. It's all the cocktails. But they have something um, depicting the trade of rum from Jamaica in the name of ENA share from even the late 1800s, I believe. Wow. So. So um, now bottled under the Hamden name, how much, what, what do we have? You said you have Rumfire, we have Hamden Gold I've had in Jamaica. Is yes. that exported? Hamden Gold is not exported. Um, I would like to change the formulation of that. That was like my idea when I first, yeah. I'll be honest, when I first, <laughs> <laughs> I'm the worst at keeping the, I'm like not saying things that, I mean, I'm, I should probably not say this, but I'm gonna say it anyway because I'm very truthful. Hamden Gold, um, it was created when I thought or I learned that there was a need for, or there was a, a demand for aged rum or gold rum or colored rum or mm -hmm. amber rum or whatever it was rum, just not clear or not white. When I first, first, first went to the Berlin Rum Festival with Rum Fire, when, remember the time when I said I thought I knew stuff? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I was making the daiquiris AKA myself. Berlin. <laughs> but I made a badass daiquiri. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I went back to Jamaica and I said I said to everybody at the distillery, I'm like, yo, um, they said I want gold rum. They're like, well, we don't have any aged rum, but what we can do is a practice that was practiced on distillery lands for ages, where they made the caramel on site. They don't use any commercial and we can use it for coloring purposes. I was like, oh, okay, that sounds good. Now, in retrospect, I cringe every time I even think about it. What I would like to do and what I will be able to do because we're actually in the process of um, building, well, we haven't started yet, but we will be building a very large warehouse. So we will be able to barrel some rum for ourselves where we can actually put a, put a slight age on the mm. hand and gold as it should be because 
I cannot sleep at night thinking to myself, oh, Hamden Gold. Now, mind you, I don't have an age statement on the label. Sure, right. I don't say, oh, this is aged for X amount of years or X amount of months. No, it's just Hamden Gold. Let's speak about the distillery and that's it. So I'm not claiming to be anything I'm not, but just visually alone, I think it is, um, it's not something that I would currently do had I, if I had the choice sure. to go back in time. So I'd like to keep the brand because I, I think it's cute. I actually like the label, I like the design, I like the fact that there's the great house on the label. Mm -hmm. I guided the, the, the graphic artist, maybe I'm the only person who likes it, but I don't care, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know, the truth is nobody actually realizes that it's not aged, but I want it to be. So I want it to be what it's up here. So that's something that we can keep our eyes that's out for. That's something you can definitely keep your eyes up for. I'm not saying in the next 12 months, perhaps in the next 18. But I say, I'll hold you to I it. speak the truth. <laughs> Not that I carry any weight whatsoever in this. <laughs> I'll make sure that makes it to the United States. But I want to, I, I mean, I, I, I could blab for like hours. How long do we have? Do we have like three hours? You have hours, hours. yeah, absolutely. Oh, have as long as you want. <laughs> but I'm sure people will get tired of my voice. Um, yeah. Kate's They get much more tired of mine. No, but no, nice well, so Kate has, I mean, you work for Villiers, <laughs> so you've got hands on this stuff. I mean, you are bringing, there's a partnership now that with, with him then get yeah. expand, expand yeah. on that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. because I think so I, those I relationships to, sometimes get confused. Totally. So I have the, the honor and the privilege of working for Le Maison and Vellier, which is the global distributor of Hamden Estate. So I get to um, talk about Christelle's rum every day of my life now, which is super exciting. Um, so I, I run the U.S. for Le Maison and Vellier. So we're in New York, we're in California, and we just launched in Florida, where we are currently. I noticed uh, that you didn't say Indiana, but I mean, that's okay. <laughs> it's I mean. coming out, I promise. <laughs> um, but there's literally a truck on its way from New York to Florida right now. Um, I think Christelle might be dying over there. I'm eating something. It's just asparagus, but it's so good. She's doing keto. There's an explosion. I'm not, yeah, I'm doing keto except for the alcohol. <laughs> except for the aforementioned daiquiris. Right? Um, yeah, so I, I get to um, to kind of be on the, on the ground floor of introducing aged Hamden to the U.S., um, which is totally spectacular. Um, I, I love rum. Obviously. I mean, you guys get the sexy stuff. You get what the rum geeks are after. You're yeah. like, in large part, one of the reasons why a lot of us show up to, like, right now, here, right now in Miami. Like, yeah, we're I, here to chase after her rum. Totally. Um, which is amazing. And, and I love this so much. Um, but I, I'm pretty comfortable in saying that these releases of Hampton are probably the most important and significant releases of any spirit in my lifetime. Now, this is important because we, yeah. you and I have known each other for a really long time. So totally. for you to make that statement, I want our listeners to understand, like you operated Rumba in Seattle for how long? Uh, for open five, five six years. Six years, yeah, so right. So with concept of um, And one of like my favorite rum bars in the country, we've talked about it on the show numerous times. It's if you're in Seattle or even passing through, absolutely go right, right on the edge of Capitol Hill there but I mean you had six seven hundred rums on the shelf I've known you through numerous trips and your rum expertise so when you're talking about the importance of Hampton rum it's not an opinion that comes lightly as kind of a 
fly by night, like here's totally. the new thing of the day. Yeah, I mean, and obviously because Grim Chill is totally. 300 years old. Yeah, and I don't make that <laughs> statement lately, but you know, picture this picture this being not rum, right? Because rum is a really difficult um, concept and category to really wrap your brain around for a lot of different reasons. But picture this being a, um, a respected spirit like whiskey. And picture there being a distillery that has been producing the highest value rum on the marketplace for 265 years. And maybe you see it pop up in like a little bit of blends, maybe like a little bit of independent bottlers, maybe Christelle, your face is cracking me up right now. Stop it. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> but picture, um, picture this being the highest value of, of maybe Scotch whiskey on the marketplace ever for the last 300 years, but they've never released anything aged under their own label. So this is exactly what's happening with these Hamden bottles, where Hamden Estate has been the highest value rum in the market for 265 years right. because they created the style of Trelawney rum, which was the highest, um, which got the highest prices in the traders' market um, in the 17 and 1800s. And that's where I wanted to touch on because we've got geese so patiently no, hanging out over I'm here. I'm this a lot. Um, no, but he's watching me eat his food. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's all right yeah. because my face is like... Are you getting good reviews? It's so very, very, so very... Uh, if we had to give Yelp stars on the asparagus and egg, yeah, <laughs> is how it many five stars? Do they give uh, five stars? Okay, oh, no, nobody on Yelp gives five stars. Six. It's mostly like <laughs> maximum like of two. <laughs> but, so, <clears throat> excuse me, um, so when you talk about Trelawney rum, yeah, um, and when Christelle's done with her asparagus, maybe she can expand <laughs> on it. But you have to be able to uh, explain that to people like Guy or myself. Totally. That, you know, when we're not rum geeks, well, one of us maybe or maybe not. I don't know yeah. how much of yeah. a rum geek you are, Guy. Medium um, geek. Yeah, medium. Medium. Yeah. He likes He's his rum. Yeah. But you know, like <laughs> when you're going out and you've been in Florida for the last four days doing yeah. this in Jacksonville and Orlando and Tampa, but you've got to be able to communicate that across because when we talk about um, this style of rum, it's very different than you know somebody that's never had anything beyond Bacardi. Totally, absolutely. And even within Jamaica, I mean, I kind of liken it to going to a, going to a French restaurant and seeing a French wine list and all they have is Burgundy. So if you go to a, a restaurant or a bar and you see Jamaican rum and all they have is one distillery. There's many, many regional differences within Jamaica and they have many, many different styles. So the Trelawney style is really specific. Um, in 1902, there were 23 distilleries of Trelawney style that were um, creating and producing and selling this really, really high ester, high funk. I mean, Hamden is George Clinton, man. They are the P-Funk of Jamaican rum. They, they produce the funkiest rum in the world. Um, but in, in the history, there were many, many distilleries that also created this really, really high ester, high flavor style of rum. And this is what the blenders were seeking out. Because if you're making a blend, you can take some other, you know, kind of uh, less expensive, more neutral spirit, if you put a little bit of this continental flavor or very high ester rum into their blend, it's going to stretch really far. So it was the most expensive because you could use less of it and it was going to make mm -hmm. your blends taste pretty good. 
Um, so it was widely known as the best or the most expensive, the most valuable rum for the blenders to buy. Um, so it's really crazy that today, you know, they were founded somewhere around 1753 and 2018, the first bottles, I have one in my hand right now, yes. of Hamden Estate. Unfortunately, oh no, it is open, all right. I just have to grab a glass. Hamden Estate, so it's really, really special. I flipped um, out when I saw it on Instagram. I'm like, ah! yeah. I chase um, you around the country whenever I see you. Around this stuff. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> but how did this relationship happen between your company and and Hampton Estate? And like, you know, it, how does that connection happen? Or is that a, a question better, yeah, better, probably me. better directed um, towards you, Christelle? So I've eaten my asparagus. <laughs> and you you see, we were satisfied. politely waiting. I was, we were, no, I would have jumped in any time. Thank you. Um, yeah, no, you can pose that question to me for sure. I brought a sample of four-year Hamden, so tropical age, so Hamden aged four-year Hamden rum to rum festival in UK about three years ago. Mm -hmm. And then Richard, who I had only met maybe a few months before then, who I, well, no, who I, who I realized actually didn't hate me a few months before then. <laughs> when I first met Richard, I thought he hated me, which is fine. Um, I thought he was a chauvinist. I didn't like him. And I said, that guy is an awful guy. Two years later, I realized that Richard is actually a very big teddy bear. He is a big teddy who bear. Is just um, very outspoken about the things that he's passionate about and he actually did like me a lot it's just that he's a little bit withdrawn he has different social skills than everybody else <laughs> and he will admit to it so it's all good but um, Richard then introduced me to Luca at that same rum fest I'd known who Luca was Luca knew who I was but we'd never had the interaction I brought him my mom had actually come up and she brought a couple of bottles of um, four year of various marks. And I can't remember which one he tasted. It might have been the LFCH. And he said, if you have 50 barrels of this, I marry you now. I marry Speaking you of today. Richard. There's Richard. He's talking about <laughs> Hi, Richard's ears are burning. And then, and then we're just talking about you. I looked at my mom and I said, Mom, we have now? 200 barrels of this, don't we, right now? She's like, yeah, that, that's what the distiller gave me based on the chart. So I said, yeah, I turned around and I said, yeah, Luca, we have, we actually have two, 200 barrels of this one. And he goes, oh, and he grabbed my face and to my mortification, <laughs> he kissed me on my lips. And that was the beginning of the relationship between, and um, okay, to his dismay, that's, that's where the physical relationship ended. However, <laughs> right. that was the beginning of the relationship between Hamden and Velier, because then um, when we started speaking about doing a partnership, uh, Luca brought in La Maison de Whiskey and they formed their consortium, La Maison de Velier, and here we are. And I mean, is it's, proudly a partner of. It's a, a funny story, and it is like completely insane that to grab someone and kiss them on the lips <laughs> because they have that, but it does evoke that kind of passion. That, and that it's very Luca. Is, Luca is, has the uncontrollable passion for the things that he's passionate about. The and rum coming from about. Hampton Estate really does put giant smiles on everyone's faces. If you have not had that, or when you have some uh, it, an incarnation of it that you had not previously had, it's like, ooh, it just kind of tickles you yeah. in all the right spots. Uh, 
I'm doing a little shimmy here, you know. I've <laughs> <laughs> had a few drinks here from Gee, so yeah. <laughs> I mean, do you use this here? I mean, you just are starting to get in Florida, Kate said, so. We're just now getting it, like, as of last week, basically, getting some of these drums in Florida. So, yeah, so they came in this week for me, yeah. Any plans for uh, the bar? And Yeah, actually, well, something with Real McCoy and Hamden in that cocktail that you're trying now that we've been kind of working out just like no, it's delicious, man. Fun. This cocktail's going to die yeah. for. What's in it? It's, uh, well, that one's pure Hamden at uh, the 46%. Uh, fresh lime, little cinnamon, little falernum, and allspice. So all the sort of classic flavors mm-hmm. just done, yeah. you know. I'm like obsessed in with perfect shaking. Balance, man. Yeah, perfect balance, Perfect balance. Yeah. I just love shaking with like a chunk of lime or shaking with a half lime in there. Yeah. And d- kind of dirty dumping and you just get that like bitterness of lime peel. Get all the oils. Like yeah. 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 It's great. It's delicious. I'd like yeah. to have four more of those. So right now we're going to pause. <laughs> Key's going to go make four more of those drinks. Um, so, but yeah, so you are kind of the point person for some of these rare editions. Yeah. That were, I guess it's not even rare. It's just it's been rare up until now. They've been rare up to. I mean, I've been sticking them in my suitcase for many, many years. Oh, I know you have. I've, I've traveled with you. So. But I've never seen anyone pack their suitcase with as many bottles of rum as you and previous guest Jim Romdahl. True. Like Jim and I had it dialed, man. <laughs> yeah. When you were coming back with more rum than you did clothes, I think you were probably jettisoning clothes from your uh, oh your my bags. God. That trip specifically, I think we had we had upwards of like you had 24 bottles. I counted them. You took 20. <laughs> that's two cases of rum you brought back from the Caribbean when we were la- went down there together. Which totally. I think I brought home like six. And not to the bar, I swear. <laughs> Don't tell U.S. Customs. <laughs> hey, we pay duty on it, right? You know, we come through. You pay duty on whatever. It's like totally. two bucks a bottle, whatever. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, so. But you are recent to this job as well. Yeah. So well, we got to hang, and we we briefly mentioned it, but we didn't get to have anybody um, did you on know the that show. That was a year ago today. It, today? Yeah. So one year ago today is is if you go back into our archives, you could listen to our interviews with actually with Jim that we just talked uh-huh. about and Martin Kate because we were hanging out in, in New York, York, waiting to go to your event with yeah. Luca Gargano and and yourself yeah. and like. Everybody who's wow. anybody in the realm world yeah, and Christelle snubbed of... us, I think, but um... I didn't know about it. <laughs> but that is because Luca does not communicate except for when he wants to kiss people on the mouth. <laughs> now that we're actually like really doing business together, he makes a little bit better of a valiant effort, but even then. But his, like, really big efforts are, like, normal. <laughs> like, for normal people. No, but he, you know, I think his, he, he is, he's a little bit more focused on other areas of his life. Well, he's got a million things going on. He has a million and twenty things going on at the time. Who can blame the guy? Well, you know, like, I, I remember when we were in New York, sitting at the bar, when he came over and he dropped off, like, 50 of those books that weighed, like, 80 oh pounds God, so each. Heavy. And we I had to like walk that. around with him for the yeah. rest of the night. You and know he's like an ace photographer, right? Yeah. yeah. Like he has like Incredible a million different things he could easily be doing. Yeah. We're just lucky that he's passionate about rum. Yeah. We're very lucky. <laughs> One of the hardest ways to make money: right? sell alcohol, right? <laughs> so, like, but it's new to the U.S. It's a Luca. Yeah, I mean, so Let Me Sun and Valier launched one year ago today in New York. That's crazy. It's been uh, exactly one year, but hey. It was exactly one oh, year congratulations. ago. Congratulations. Hey, high five. Um, so we launched with Clahan and Karani 
And then since then, we've also incorporated the Habitation Valier range, um, transcontinental from La Maison de Whisky. Uh, La Maison de Whisky's super beautiful cognac um, through the grapevine and uh, now Hampton as well. I have a couple more tricks up my sleeve. We're gonna see a couple more really cool. Um, You're not gonna tell us about it, are you? I mean, give I mean, minute. I don't know. Give You're right. Ten yeah. minutes. <laughs> Get another one of those drinks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're not pulling punches here. I mean, <laughs> no, we have some, we have some really cool uh, non-rum coming into the market. Okay, as cool. Well. Um, we have a really cool range of uh, mezcal. Arriving. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. In like all spring? of us just perked up. What? What? Go on. <laughs> It'll be called uh, Palenqueros. It's a single palenque. Um, the producer's face is on the label. They're super beautiful. And then we're working with um, Bordiga Vermouth to uh, start selling their Mulasano range, which is from Cafe Mulasano. So there's a really uh, beautiful old uh, bar in Turin called Cafe Mulasano. And Bordiga's been making their house vermouth for a long, long time. So this will be the first time that it is distributed outside of the cafe. How the uh, fuck did you oh. get this job? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for lucky. real. Yeah. Yeah. Totally right I think I'm the yeah. luckiest person yeah. in the world. Like, I will tra I'll trade you some restaurants for this, you know? <laughs> but your restaurants are great. Yeah, I mean, but I, I keep stationary. Yet, I don't want to be stationary. Ah, but you travel all the time. Yeah. But... Come on, don't perpetuate that shit. I get enough of that crap from people. Ed wow, three times a year. Ed and I were drinking in New York last week. He's, okay, he's all right. So this is one. <laughs> all right, there's one little aside. Yeah, well, I guess we <laughs> one last week was able to, but it might be a little while before we get to do that again. Mm. Unless you're in D.C. in a few weeks, because I am going to be traveling a little bit. Me, we're going to have some cool guests in D.C. You want to be in D.C. in a few weeks. What are you doing in D.C.? Um, okay. ju we're, I'm just going to hang out and... Um, See my buddy EJ, he's probably gonna pop on the show. And then uh, speaking of Moscow, we're gonna go see Megan Barnes at Espita, because nice. uh, I love what Megan does there and, and makes some amazing drinks. So, but yeah, for real though, like you have like, hey, welcome. Bienvenidos. Uh, Jan Hi. Warren is just janning, joining us. It's janning just janning us. us. <laughs> janning us. Jan is janning. Jan is my colleague too, from uh, New York. So he, he runs the the New York market for us. Um, he might fall in the pool. Oh, he, he survived. Oh, that's like almost on cue. So I'm like, <laughs> right. how do I get, how the fuck do I get a job doing what you do? And then he like and then he makes his grand <laughs> entrance. Like, He's like, well, I did too. <laughs> right. well, you know. Well, I can tell you about my lengthy interview process if you want. Um, oh my, what is this? It's is this a, a microphone. Is this a candy? Yeah. It's a microphone, babe. Uh, I, um. <laughs> I know what it is. <laughs> um, it's funny, I, I, I fell in love with Claren uh, before meeting Kate, um, and before anything was available in the States, I found Claren in Istanbul, Turkey, of all places. Really? Really? Yeah, about five years ago, something like that. Um, it's not like the Muppet Show when Gonzo's like, I'm moving to Bombay, India to become a movie star. <laughs> I mean, that was why I was in Istanbul. I did <laughs> yeah. a lot of work in the Turkish Hunting cinema. Hunting down Haitian rum? <laughs> yeah. No, no, I did a lot of work in the Turkish cinema. I'm. Uh, Actually, kind of a star there. Wait, really? No, no, no. no that's true. That is true. I know. I was like, we've all gone so far now. I'm maybe this is true. <laughs> um, but uh, but I tasted the stuff and totally fell in love with it and uh, decided that I had to know more and spent like about a year trying to make contact to Belier and not really getting any any headway. <laughs> um, which, when I relate that story to people with experience with 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 Luca, I think that's. 
sort of normal sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I think we got that part yeah. covered. Um, <laughs> yeah. He's, Even I he's still amazing, have that but problem. very slippery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Communication. Which I guess, you know what, if you think about it, it's really perfect because he basically travels around the Caribbean and finds these delicious things. It and is. that person should be hard to get your hands on, right? Yeah. But I mean, for the record, like, Luca does not own a cell phone, a watch, or a driver's You're license. Kidding, Has he told you about his five privileges? Yeah, that's, you that's don't true. Know that's about totally his five true. privileges. You don't know about the Luca five privileges. No? Tell me about the Luca. Was that an five I am Luca Gargano. <laughs> I have five privileges. Okay, I might not remember all five of them right now. <laughs> uh, I know for Spring sure. water, wild <laughs> yeast. No, no, not oh, sorry, so. sorry. Those are the- <laughs> sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Let me. I might get four of them. Um, he will never wear a watch. Um, he will never watch television. Like he has interviews that he was on on television. Like he hasn't he hasn't watched television. He claims since 1999. Um, he will not own a driver's license. I did not say he will not drive, but he will not own a driver's <laughs> Only on license. Only the dirt roads in Haiti. In I was going to say that's Haiti, not the story yeah. I've heard. Right. Um, he will never sit to eat with a politician. But will and he stand? <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> Oh, and no cell phone. Those are Luca's five. five privileges. And like when my grandmother first heard them, my grandma's 81. She's only just started admitting her, her age this year. Um, she, she now thinks it's like, you know, she should brag about it because she looks really good, which is true. I've seen pictures of your grandmother. Yeah, she, she looks not darn look good. Yeah. Um, yeah, my grandma's like, you know what? I agree with him because he, he, he's so bloody busy and he does so much. And... And, and he's really passionate about everything. I, I agree with him. He deserves those five privileges. He, he's a little <laughs> bit crazy, but he deserves them. Um, it works for him. It's very, it, it makes Luca Luca. And yeah, so he has no cell phone, Kate. And, but he does do the Facebook quite, quite proficiently. He yeah, he, he likes the Facebook. Oh, you can always get him on Facebook message. <laughs> Three o'clock in the morning. Perfect. Best but, time but, for but him. But only on a on a. He's got a desktop computer. No, he has. No, an he iPad has an iPad, but he iPad. no, but he leaves the iPad in different countries. Yeah, he's all the time. He's got like different ones. Yeah, different. so his assistant always has to get him a new iPad and reprogram <laughs> it. He never remembers his passwords. But it's Luca. So he's traveling around, driving with no driver's license. But we didn't Haiti. say that. Um, Only in Haiti, right? That is that has not been verified. Just, uh, <laughs> that's, that's I think, ed- I think ed- disclaimer. He's that's making an assumption. I, I, I'm like a tabloid, really. Yeah, legal. I, essentially, I have no. Legal validity. is actually uh, throwing rocks at me right now. <laughs> I don't know. Do we have a legal? Department? But I don't know if we have that. I remember, yeah, Kate. You mentioned when you did an interview with Souther and Damon on the Speakeasy. You said when you were young that you wanted to be. Indiana Jones, but you, <laughs> you've now grown up and you get to work for Indiana Jones. That's very true. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's really true. Yeah, I got a degree in uh, geology and archaeology. Oh, um, wow. So I have, I have two degrees thinking that I wanted to travel the world and uncover fossils, and now I work for the man who travels the world and uncovers rum. Yeah. Liquid fossils. Liquid fossils? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. I'm trademarking it. Liquid You're not allowed fossils. to use it. You're not allowed to <laughs> use it. <laughs> I'm setting precedence right here. 
gay any, any input there. You're like, are I'm you, just are fascinated you, are you by Luca Gargano right now. I'm just like, man, how do I meet this guy? I need to, I need to know this guy. He might actually be the most interesting man he in the world. Actually, yeah. He is. He might actually, yeah. When people ask me, like, I've only met him a couple of times, but that's exactly what people are like. What's he like? I'm like, he's he's like what you want to be. Yeah. You're like, yeah. and now that you're telling me about the privileges, I want those. I'd love to take this cell phone and throw no, it. No, nobody yeah. can have right 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 right. right. They are. I had I had I some of those privileges until I moved to Miami, and I'm like, no, no one will be my friend in a new city if I keep these privileges. But <laughs> right. should have just stuck with my freaking gumption. Hey, great right to there, meet you. Yeah. How do I get a hold of you? Oh, no, oh, you I don't can't. have a cell phone. You can't. I'm here sometimes. What privileges did you have? I had the no cell phone, and I, and people knew that they had to call me and leave like a uh, voicemail on my answering you machine. You had an answering machine at home. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Every day, multiple times. I mean, you well, now, how, old you, how old are you? How old are you? Thirty-seven. And you had an answering machine. Yeah, I had like get to Goodwill or like ten like, years ago. I had an answering machine that was uh, cassette tape. Yeah, no, yeah, I did. Yeah, like no, yeah, digital. But I'm not 37. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Me neither. Me neither. Yeah, those were commonplace. Uh, no, back I really, then. I really, I enjoyed that lifestyle. No one could cancel on you. You know that, like wherever you're going, it's like well, I'm not just going to leave this guy standing there. So you just go. And uh, you have way cooler friends than I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, anyway, I, I'm just gonna I'm gonna talk to Luca and just get a couple pointers and go back to that lifestyle. It's better, it's for sure. It's it's probably publishing a book, and if it's not, I think it needs to be. Yeah. Well, it's a very short. It's the more Luca like a pamphlet. Yeah, just exactly. Five, it's one of those little like uh, five points. Well, Ed, bus you ride know, books. those books that you were talking about earlier, the really heavy ones that he brought. Oh my in, God. Do, do you know what that book was called? Uh, it, it sits right on my coffee table. I should because yeah. I look at it every it's, day. Uh, it's called Africa, where life is still legal. Yes, that's right. Because this is his ethos. This is the legal yeah. life. That, so what I, what I remember the most about the book, I mean, I do look through it because it is beautiful <laughs> photography. I have a, I know exactly sorry, I have a degree say. in photojournalism, <laughs> oh, which really? I use quite extensively. As can, you you come can, to, can you come to Jamaica and take some pictures? Um, yes. <laughs> you can 100%. stay at the Great House at Hammond. I, I, I twist um, his arm. And uh, I also have a camera. <laughs> right, yeah. We're all hands up. Yes. I can go buy one at the drugstore. Can I come too? <laughs> Let's all go next week. We'll pitch a tent. But Great. he dropped them off at the, like, the most inopportune moment while we were out drinking. And then we had to carry them around for the whole <laughs> evening through the East Village. And I think it was like 18 degrees. And I remember standing in line with a couple people. Um, I might have been with Matt Page. I can't remember. We were sitting in line at Attaboy. And the door guy was like, how many? And we're like, uh, yeah, we're here for the East Village Book Club. <laughs> and and, and yes. they just looked like, what? <laughs> like, no, 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 just kidding. It's just three of us. We just all happen to be carrying the exact same 40-pound book at the moment. Yeah, just, just nobody listening knows this, but these books are basically what Moses came down from the mountain with. I mean, they are, <laughs> yeah, they are like, huge. Like, like two and a half foot by one and a half foot slabs, reams of paper. That's, that's just, not a joke. They don't yeah, fit on my bookshelf. I have to lay it down yeah, on the coffee Yeah, me too. I have, I have the same book. That book is actually my coffee table. <laughs> I just screwed some legs into it, and I can just open it up. And also, I just invented uh, coffee table books. I don't know. I think that's on Seinfeld. Book but coffee yeah, tables. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I'm workshopping the name. I am. <laughs> well, so what do we have to look forward to from you two ladies for the next few days? We're in Miami. We were here for Rum Congress. Is anybody? Are you doing any seminars, Kate? Yeah, I have. I've got two seminars. I've got two. one tomorrow. Jesus, calm um, down. <laughs> you know, right? Tomorrow, I'm. I have the honor of moderating a panel of 
uh, three really badass women in our industry. Christelle oh, you've being got the one first of them. one of the day then. Yeah, I've got the one o'clock slot. So Christelle is on my panel, um, and then I've got Maggie Campbell Yay. from Privateer, She's and so uh, Karen Hoskin from yeah. Montana. Yeah. So I've got um, a pretty awesome, diverse group of women. Uh, I think I'm making the same faces with your rum as you were with that asparagus. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. It's I totally so. the O face, guys. <laughs> rum, asparagus, and eggs. Right? All life needs met. <laughs> so that'll be super fun. And then on Saturday, I've got um, Christelle's going to join me for a, a seminar on high ester rum. Um, featuring the one and only Hamden Estate. Um, so we're going to be pouring these really for the first time outside of this little table by the pool <laughs> outside right of now. This podcast. <laughs> outside of this podcast. Uh, we're going to be pouring Hamden Estate for the first time in Florida and talking about high ester production, um, which is going to be super, super cool. I think Christelle brought a couple little tricks up her sleeve for Ooh. that, which is going to be cool. I did. I did. Uh, She's not going to be much. kissing everybody on the lips. <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. My lips are not for, well, sale, rent, anything. <laughs> However, she I... She didn't think about the rent, but she's like, definitely I, not for sale, no, rent. not for any no. of it. Um, no, but I brought some... I brought, well, just one distillery sample for Kate. Uh, it's, it's nice. Yeah. She brought up something special. Yeah. Well, I'm going to be hunting you down now. You can't tell me about these things and then expect that I don't. Um, you know, but so before- many spoiler alerts I want. Like, I have ideas on the podcast recording. Right, he's got to work all day and weekend. He's like, I'm screwed. No, but he, if he made me another drink, I would have told you what it was. But yeah, right. <laughs> Wait, hold on, doors. Get over there. <laughs> So, I mean, I can fix that oh, pretty no, I, quick. I, I'm, I'm good. Thank you. Like, I haven't had a bit of rum in a while. <laughs> so before we wrap up, I was going to say ladies, but ladies and gentlemen, we, Jan left and he got up and walked away. He but wanted it, his he's drink. He's still here. Yeah. Well, this is like the largest round table. And like, I, we, you and I, Kate, were talking before uh, the show. We were talking about the little studio um, that uh, Speakeasy's recorded in. Yeah. If we had all these people in that studio, there would be no room. It'd be no, great, no elbow room, but um, I always like to ask everybody, you know, if there's some hangover cures that everybody that practices, because I think we're all going to be in need of some sort of like juju. It's going to be. I don't know. I've got a regimen, but I think it's going to yeah. be rough. I'm going to have to pace myself. I've asked my cohorts to guarantee that for every alcoholic beverage I have this weekend, I drink a glass of water. <clears throat> not so, sure that's going to work, but... I'm, I'm, not, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure that I'm going to die on Saturday night because we have Rum Fest, which and is it's eight birthday. hours. It's your birthday. And then we have a big party, which is a total rum party that is not my birthday party. It's totally my birthday party. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we have a big party at Jaguar's birth- Sun. Yeah, Jaguar's Sun. It's the Provitas launch, which is Hampton and Foursquare juice. Oh, you're kidding me. Um, it's Foursquare, it's Hampton. If we nail Richard down it's here, we'll be Valier. talking about that yeah, too. Yeah, it's all of rum my favorite fire. rums and all of my favorite people. Rumfire. Um, this is going to be really dangerous. And I've got yeah. a flat really early Sunday morning. Know, You're going to kill me. Really, I'm at I mean, noon. I might die. Yeah. Yeah. My, like my, like cure, my cure is Andrews. You know Andrews? No. Andrews, I think it's a British product, but we get it in Jamaica. What and is like, it? Er, like, all my girlfriends and I, we've lived, like, we've sworn by it. It's like, it's just salt. It's like. Is it like Barocca? Yeah, it's like, no, not Barocca. Morocco's like vitamin C and vitamins and minerals. This is just like pure salts for acid indigestion and all that shit. It's, it's amazing. 
Yeah. Okay. You, you put one some shit from in water. Like, there's, a, there's a lemon lime flavor now because in the past it used to be kind of like powdery tasting and nasty and, and salty. Now there's a lemon lime flavor. That is game. the ish. But I use two of them at one time if I have a really bad hangover. Yeah. And by so the does time, that help? Like you burp like three times, but they're like epic operatic burps. <laughs> <laughs> and by the time you get the third one out, you're like, yeah, good to go again. Done. So Andrews, they should pay me for a, that. A great uh, hangover remedy. Tell yeah. Me. All right, we I'm need it. Add it to my so I used to work. I know. That's what we're doing. Is we're slowly <laughs> over the last three years of this podcast, we're just we're gonna have a book eventually. <laughs> a long time ago, I worked with a Mexican food runner named Humberto. Humberto. And Humberto, uh, if I look hurt in the morning, would make me a quart container with the juice of one lime, uh, a half teaspoon of salt. A teaspoon of sugar, uh, five teaspoons of Cholula, okay, and then fill that with soda water. That sounds delicious. And then drink that and go to sleep. <laughs> All right, don't sleep. But really, that really—that's like the best hangover cure I've ever had because it gives you sugar, it gives you uh, salt that you're missing, it gives you a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of moisture, a lot of water. Really, really perfect. Honestly, it's a non-alcoholic michelada. It's exactly oh, correct. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like hold yeah. in all the. It's exactly the, correct. Yeah. The water and keep it. Yeah. How about you, Yi? I'm I'm OG Alka-Seltzer all the way. Yeah. I, I, I just take Alka-Seltzer until I feel better, and that's usually one or two. Or I throw just up. totally. Just <laughs> throw, <laughs> you're right. Yeah. It's like the Alka or just throw You up. know, <laughs> if the, after the first Alka-Seltzer, if you're onto something good, or if you're going the wrong direction, yeah, yeah, yeah. throw up and go right. back to bed for a while. Andrews is basically the same thing; it just tastes prettier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, it's, it's, it's quite delicious. It's Jamaican only, or this is a U.S. thing? I think it's a. I think it's UK. Yeah. But I have a few sachets. I'll bring you one tomorrow. All right. Yeah. yeah everybody has their kit down here right now. Yeah. I travel with it. I have a whole regimen on my like in table at our Airbnb because I know that it's it's gonna be a it's gonna be a lengthy weekend. Yeah, yeah I mean if you really want to do this in a smart way, just pound water before you <laughs> right. go to sleep. Yeah, Drink I mean, that's, water. That's just logic. Yeah. Anything, which we any, lack. any secrets, yeah. Kate? <laughs> All those years uh, at uh, Tango and Rumba. I I forced myself to go running. And it oh my god. Sucks. <laughs> it's the worst. You know what though? But we have had what? that answer numerous times. It's, it's the exercise. Best thing. It does work, but it's the most miserable fucking way to get rid of a hangover it ever. It sucks, <laughs> but it's so effective. You can also drink like uh if you take a 16 ounce Gatorade, drink 8 ounces of the Gatorade, then refill that empty portion with uh rum. <laughs> and then drink 8 ounces of rum and another 8 ounces of Gatorade. Hangover dog. That will knock hey, it man, out. Hair of the dog, it works. It does really work. You know, it, it's but funny, it, I've, I've mentioned it a couple times, but where I ran across one of my favorite ones, I don't get to do it very often because you have to be staying in a pretty nice place, but uh, half a block from Rumba is the Grand Hyatt in Seattle, and my sister works for the Hyatt, or used to work for the Hyatt, so I would get employee rate. Sure. And they have a beautiful sauna in there, so I, yeah. would, I would drag myself there at 8 o'clock in the morning and with a couple of bottles of water I'm and just sit just there crawling and through just a hotel sweat right it now. out. <laughs> but I don't often get to stay in a place nice enough that has a sauna, but man, You, you can it's set worth your it. hotel room on fire. Or you could set your hotel room on fire, that's right. But I think that's that's Jan's recommendation. 
There is no liability. There's going to be a scribe Not to shift. Not if you're staying at the generator <laughs> or right. lighthouse yeah. in Miami. Or the Terra Nova in Jamaica. <laughs> the Terra Nova in Jamaica. Or anywhere related to I've any of the people of this. That's great. <laughs> so, so Sunday, I've, I've basically made no plans for Sunday because that's a good idea. On Saturday, we have this very long day at Rum Congress, which is going to be amazing. Um, there's incredible seminars. There's all of these great rum producers in town. And then we're going to have this epic party uh, at Jaguar Sun on, on Saturday night. And it's my birthday, and I'm going to die. So my plans for Sunday are maybe if I feel like leaving my super great hotel room, I might make it down to this pool that we're sitting next to, and that's the extent of my plan. This place like, is beautiful. Look at our Instagram feed, because we're going to have pictures from Generator up on our Instagram feed, and plus all the guests that are sitting here in our giant round table that we've got. It's no, there's no table, but we're sitting in a circle. Yeah, a rectangle table. I mean, with yeah. a couple of drums, we could like have a fish concert or something, I guess. I don't know, some sort of a jam band thing. Uh, yeah. So thank you, everybody. Like, I know it's hard, like, coordinating this many schedules at once. So I'm, I'm, I thank you a lot very much, Kate. Oh, there we are. Uh, thank you, Kate, for uh, kind of gathering everybody here on the patio. And, Gee, again, I really appreciate you letting us use your patio. I, I know this and is And for your... the drinks, they're so delicious. The drinks so are amazing. The atmosphere is amazing. You're, you're going to kill it here. I, I know you've already been open for several months, but this is... Yeah, One of the most beautiful so bars special. I've been to in Miami Beach. Like, yeah. Thank uh, you as well. I'm excited to drink 60% of all rum. Heck yeah. Cool with you guys right now. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers.